Welcome in to the Pursuit of Manliness podcast, where we are vigorously equipping men to pursue biblical manliness. My name is Jarrett Samuels. I'm the host of this podcast. And man, I want to thank you for checking out today's podcast episode. I also want to encourage you to visit thepursuitofmanliness.com. You can find this podcast episode, a catalog of 400 plus podcast episodes. You can check out the suggested reading tab, where there's a list of books that I would suggest you consider. You can read the most recent blog post, sign up for our email newsletter, and visit the gear store. There are two things I want to highlight in the gear store right now. The first is the registration for the next session of Tribe is currently open and will be open until Saturday, May 27th, 2023. Tribe is a six-month journey with men all across the United States and beyond. It is a journey of growing the same direction together, daily Bible reading, book reading, challenges, Zoom calls, etc. It is a community of men unlike anything you have been a part of. Make sure you secure your spot in the next session of Tribe, which will run June 1st until the end of November Make sure you secure your spot today. I also want to encourage you to check out our fall men's retreat, which once again will be in Indianapolis, Indiana. Secure your spot, and while you're there, maybe invite a few other guys to come with you. It's encouraging to hear stories of men who have traveled maybe multiple states, some of them from outside the U.S., to come to Indianapolis to be a part of this men's retreat, to worship, grow, and build camaraderie together. Men, it's time for today's conversation. Every once in a while, I'll come across something that I think, now that, that's a good podcast topic. And I'll make myself a note. I might text it to myself. I might make it in the notes part of my phone. I might actually write it down or put it on an index card or in my journal or wherever. And um, oftentimes, I lose that note. I move on and I forget it. If I don't earmark it or something, I will forget it. Now, some of you guys are really good at, at your structure and how you you do that stuff. I wish I was better. I tried the field notes. I've tried index cards. I've tried a few things. Uh, nothing, nothing is, is sticking yet, but, uh, I, I'll find them when I find them. And I found one today that I had made myself probably month and a half ago, somewhere in there. And it's based on Ephesians three, specifically, uh, 18 and 19. I'm going to read that in just a second. But the reason why I start off with the the losing the notes is because, you know, the 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 Quiet Life podcast I think is is unique in and of itself. It could almost be its own standalone podcast, and I've talked about doing that before and, and gotten some pushback from you guys. Uh, so that has not that has not found its its groove yet to do that because Monday is it's typically an interview, a conversation with someone that has done something, is doing something, you know, that we want to talk about. Friday is built on you know, walking through scripture. And I like those bookends of the week. The quiet life in, in a lot of ways is kind of that, that touch point in the middle of our week to hopefully kind of take reset, you know, kind of take a, take a look at what we're doing and push reset, not take reset, push reset. At least it is for me. And, and I hope it is for, for some of you guys. To me, um, while every piece of content that has ever put out from the pursuit of manliness is personal to me. Um, I think the quiet life is just, is just different. It's, it's what I'm walking through and working through, uh, personally 
And, and I know some of you are as well because of the, the feedback and things I get from you, and I, I greatly appreciate that. I want to read this verse, Ephesians chapter 3, focusing in on verses 18 and 19. I, you know, I'll go to 17 just to make a little more sense. 17, 18, 19, it says, So that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may have strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth, the length, height, and depth, and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. I'm going to stop right there. Because it is verse 19 that I was reading a month and a half ago. I was away from home. I have a a reading plan we do in Tribe, and this is where we were at for that day, Ephesians 3. And I, I don't know if I had circled it before, but it is definitely circled and underlined now. I circled filled all in fullness, and then I underlined the whole thing. Filled with all the fullness of God and wrote next to that, complete. For, for just a moment, can you comprehend being filled? The image of filled is here is, is something that is to capacity. A jar, right? You fill it to the brim. You get a bag of chips, they're not filled. It's half. It's all, all air. If we're not careful, we become spiritual bags of chips. Okay, stay with me on this one now. There's a lot of air. There's a lot of wasted space there. Now, if I ever opened up a bag of chips that was filled to the brim with chips... I wouldn't know what to do with myself. I would have to take a picture and post it on social media. You guys would have to see it because you wouldn't believe it, right? We just anticipate opening up a bag of chips, and you could do this with just about anything. On my desk where I record this podcast right now, I have a bag of goldfish crackers. Now, I'm not a goldfish cracker guy unless I'm at the beach. They just work well at the beach. However, these are special goldfish crackers. And you say, oh, there's a lot of special. No, no. These are Old Bay goldfish crackers. Now, this takes that little toddler snack to a whole different level. You could put Old Bay just on just about anything, and it's next level. How did I get there? Well, when I opened up this bag of goldfish crackers, my wife was so excited to bring them to me because she knows how I feel about Old Bay, and I'm, I'm, I'm 50-50 on goldfish. I said, oh, man, I can't wait to tear into these. Uh, yeah, half the bag, there was no goldfish. All the fish must have settled to the bottom. Nothing at the top. We've come to expect this when we buy goods. Don't you agree? Anything that is packaged in a bag rarely is the bag filled. I think we've almost come to expect this in the Christian circles. A lot of air. A lot of wasted space. A lot of emptiness. It could be filled, but it's not. He could be, but he isn't. But if he ever did, but he probably won't. Haven't we just come to settle for less? Even with our own selves, have we not just lowered the standard in such a way that we can almost tell ourselves, well, at least I'm here. Well, at least I showed up. I want want you to look at that again. Here's an old boy who was the most violent persecutor of the church, had an incredible resume, who now says, "Um, 
boy, did I get it wrong. And he says, I, I, the, the height, the breadth, the length, the depth of God's love, I, mean, I can't comprehend that. He says, I'm going to take another step further. That you, individually, are filled with all the fullness of God. That they're not, not lacking anything. Now, if something is filled with something, if I, I have a glass of sweet tea in front of me, and I have about an inch and a half from the top that's empty. Now, I could choose to fill more ice in this. I could put more tea in this. I could put something else in this and fill that cup. I'd prefer to put more tea in this. Individually, it would do us real good if we were filled with God. But I think we've left so much empty space, so much air, that it's not difficult to be full of anything else. Stephen Cole said this, it says, do you find that spending consistent time alone each day with the Lord in the Word and prayer is a difficult duty? Some guys listen to this go, yeah, I don't, I don't do that. I don't do that well at all. He says, that you find it not a joyous delight. Is your spiritual life often dry and routine? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Are you often defeated by temptation and sin? Uh, yeah. At the risk of being overly simplistic. Now listen, the reason why I like this quote is because it's a quiet life and we are overly simplistic. If you're looking for someone to plumb the depths of a theological debate, this this probably isn't this ain't your podcast. You will be gravely disappointed. He says, at the risk of being overly simplistic, I believe that all of these problems stem from a common source. You do not know experientially, that's a big word, Stephen, experientially the love of Jesus Christ as deeply as you should. A young man who has just fallen in love, doesn't regard spending time with his new love as difficult as a difficult duty. He doesn't think, I really should spend time with her today, but now nah, I'll skip it. He's right. He's right. Because when you become about something, you're about something. Men will move heaven and earth to make sure they are where they need to be to watch their team play. People will sever relationships in their life, willingly or out of ignorance, over defending their political stance on something. You either are trying to tick them off or you don't realize, hey, I was looking at a post the other day, and I agree with the individual. I just see the same types of posts every single day. I wanted to comment, what do you want me to do? You know, it's one of those, we need to wake up people. and I know, I know. What, what, what do you want me to do? What can I do? What can I do to see less of these posts every day? Give me something new and fresh. Give me something to look forward to seeing. Nope. Just more wake up people. Because when we're about something, we're really about something. I enjoy the 1920s to 40s. Okay, that started with being into music, the music, the radio. I really like old time radio, the programming, all that stuff. I know that's that might be weird to some of you guys. That's fine. I don't care. But I really love that. So if I'm looking across from where I record this, I have books and resources that reflect that era that I have read, are reading, will read, enjoy listening to, whatever. On my phone, I have stuff that would reflect that. On my television, what I have recorded and saved would reflect that. If I'm not careful, that can be all that I'm about. Paul says we need to be filled to capacity with all the fullness of God. That means complete. If I'm not careful, 
I then begin to fill myself with other things because I have found being filled with the fullness of God some kind of boredom. It's an arduous task. You know, think about it if you're married. When, when you were, again, like go back to Stephen Cole's point, when you were dating, it wasn't a pain to see her, to be on the phone with her, to go out to eat with her, to go to the movies with her, to go whatever. It wasn't a pain. Now you got guys that don't even want to come home. I don't want to come out to deal with whatever, whatever. That's the relationship you cultivated. That's the person you pursued. So keep pursuing. Keep cultivating. Make it better. The same thing happens with our relationship with God. We find it boring. We find it an arduous task. We find it, you know, just a burden. We have other things to do with our time. I just don't have time. That is a lie. That is a lie. Because again, you can get up earlier or stay, stay up longer if you would like. If there's something that wets your whistle, something that really lights your fire, you, men have no problem, again, moving heaven and earth. We will literally move landscape, if necessary, to accomplish what we desire to accomplish. But to spend time with our Creator, I don't know if i got time with that. Here's, here's time for that. Here's the problem. You don't understand what you're doing. If that's the approach, and if that's what men and God, men of God are doing, that we're we're bored with God, that we don't have time to spend with God, that that serving Him or worshiping Him or attending church or being in small groups or having community with us, if it's boring and it's beneath us, we are the most pitiful group on the planet. <laughs> you talk about neutering a bunch of guys who are basically have rendered themselves ineffective. Instead of being a sharp, double-edged sword, we're walking around like a bunch of butter knives. I'll go one word. We're walking around like a bunch of plastic butter knives. You ever try to cut something with those? They're worthless. They look like a knife. They're not a knife. That's what Christian men become if they don't understand about being filled with the fullness of God. I'll look at another verse. The same guy wrote, Philippians chapter 3, verse 8. Indeed, I count everything a loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. Listen, he wanted nothing to do with Jesus. He wanted, he wanted Jesus dead. He wanted all of his followers dead. He, he was uh, vehement about, we are going to chase them down. We're going to hunt them down with great zeal. I'm going to persecute them. I'm going to get them to blaspheme against their God. And if they don't, I will murder them, men and women. He says, for his sake, I have suffered the loss of all things. What did Paul suffer the loss of? All things. You don't, you have no problem missing church, missing small group, missing your men's group, missing tribe, missing whatever, because of well, fill in the blank. You don't feel like it. You're tired. You got a sore throat. Kids got a little league game. I hope your kid turns pro. I hope he pays you back for all the Doritos you're eating sitting in a lawn chair at 98 degrees till 10 o'clock at night. I hope. But at some point, that same young man who's playing infield, outfield, pitching, hitting, you know all the stats, facts, his uniform matches all the other kids, and you have travel moms and travel dads, and you have all the decals on your vehicle. At some point, that young man is going to stand before his creator and give an account for his life. Beyond that, you are also going to give an account for what you did with his life. Especially when you're in a season where you have tremendous influence over him. He said, I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish. It's like taking them to goodwill and saying, it's not mine. 
I don't ever want to see it again. Let someone else have it. He says, I count them all as rubbish in order that I may gain Christ. You see, I think there's some that don't understand the value of what is set before you. You would rather rather settle for something of less value, something that seems very important, instead of knowing Christ, being filled with knowing Christ. Man, I'm telling you, if men of God and women of God, I know we got some women to listen to this. If we have women of God that get this, look out. Look, it is a game changer. Now I am I'm I'm an, I'm new at this, but I'm 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 interested in 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 silver and gold. Okay. I'll leave it at that. I'm interested in silver and gold. Been kind of f- curious about this. Again, I love things that are old, those, that era, older stuff. It's so silver and gold. And on Saturday, we were doing some stuff, and I ended up I'm sitting down and turn on this program, and they're selling this particular coin. I mean, the dude is selling the coin, and he is really, he seems knowledgeable. He has a lot of history, and I'm looking the coin up, and, I, and man, I'm on the cusp of, of buying this particular coin. And then I thought, I'm going to see what other people say about it. I'm going to see who else says it's of value. I couldn't find anyone else that had the same value of that coin as that guy did. As a matter of fact, most of them were 20 to $30 less per coin than what he was saying. And so looking at that, I thought, there's an upsell here. There's an upsell somewhere. And they had that clock going. You only have so much time to get this coin. I thought, man, I got so much time to get this coin. And 20 years from now, well, I'll be glad I bought this particular coin. Seems like he knows what he's talking about, given the history, thinking about, you know, all the things. That's what happens in our life. Everything appears to be important. Everything appears to be urgent. Every sound is clamoring for your attention. Every advertiser no longer just wants your attention. They now also want your emotion. And your emotion will move the needle towards your response and how you vote and how you interact and what is a priority to you. It is okay to turn that stuff off. It is okay to be ignorant about something that's going to happen today. You don't need to know every news story as soon as it happens and someone's thoughts on it and this side said this and this side said that. You know, every day in in the White House, there's a person that comes out and they field questions. What a terrible job. Every day, there's people that ask questions, they field questions on behalf of the president and other people. Now, there, I'm going to give you the scenario. There's a question asked and there is a response. I have found through social media that you could take that same question and that same response, and one side will say the responder just made that question asker look totally stupid. Then the other side would be the question asker made the person who's supposed to give the response look totally stupid. You'll find the bend on whatever you want to, f- whatever angle you want, you will find it. Now, truth is somewhere in the middle. But make no mistake about it, both individuals have an agenda. And the agenda is to move your heart and your mind and your mouth and your wallet towards something. And we're falling for it. We're falling for it. I think what we need to do is pray, God, fill me with all the fullness of God. The word all that Paul writes in Ephesians 3 is the same word that he writes in Ephesians or Philippians where he says, I have it... It's all rubbish. It's all a loss. All means all, everything. 
He says, all the things I got rid of, they don't hold a candle to what I've gained. Perhaps the question we need to ask is, what have I really gained? Do I understand the exchange rate? Or like that coin, are they? is the world trying to sell me something and do it in an urgent way that if you don't do it right now, 10, 20 years from now, you're going to regret it. I'm going to tell you right now, the only thing 10, 20 years from now that you will not regret is being filled with the fullness of God that you get through knowing Jesus Christ. There is always a positive return on that investment. Think about that. Ephesians chapter 3, I would read 17 to 19, but actually I would read the whole chapter. If you really want the full context, I want to remind you, this is a guy who's given up everything, everything that he was pursuing, everything that he was, everything that was of great value to him, just to know Jesus Christ and to make him known. Do we got anybody out there like that? Got anybody in your church like that, your men's group like that? Or do we got a bunch of guys filled with air? A bunch of guys, half of us are just air, just hot air coming out. Just words, leaving our mouth, things that we get fired up about, selective outrage, things that we, you know, we're upset about this, we like this, we want to talk about this one, but talk about Jesus and we get a bunch of mute men. It's because we don't understand the exchange rate. Your life for knowing Jesus, it's priceless. Once again, men, I want to thank you for checking out the Pursuit of Manliness podcast. If there were any links mentioned, make sure you check the show notes. You're going to see a list of links in the show notes that are easy to take you where you want to go. I also want to encourage you to check out The Herd. The Herd is simply a subscription to The Pursuit of Manliness where you get bonus audio content. You're invited to The Herd Zoom calls. And at the retreat, we have a couple opportunities for men in The Herd to gather together. The men in The Herd essentially support The Pursuit of Manliness. And I am incredibly grateful for men who have said, we believe in what you're doing and we want to be a part of it as well. Men, thanks for listening and let's keep pursuing biblical manliness.